Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong, Rob McIntyre, and special guest Logan Hedrick. Logan Hedrick. All right. Um, we're here to talk about the trailer for Challenge All Stars, which released. We've gotten a couple within the last week, right? Because I think Rob just sent us. We're recording this on a Sunday. Rob just sent us out a new one that was on Reddit. And then when did the initial one drop? Well, like the helmet one. What was that? That was basically like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Then I want to say... So they've been re- releasing them pretty quick then. Yeah. The turnaround has been pretty insane. I think they only stopped filming like three or four weeks ago, and then it's going to be dropping April 1st. That's pretty wild. They have to be still like editing, editing this in real time, like even while the season is going, don't you think? Well, there, there's only nine episodes, right? It was filmed know. over over two weeks, and I believe nine. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, I think they could be done okay. with it now. I mean, they turn these things around super quick all the time. What was like Double Agents? It was like two weeks or three weeks after it was done filming, and it's a 19 episode season apparently, and they, they turned it around. So it's crazy. I get they know what they're doing, I guess. Especially, well, they've already started to cast for 37 too, right? Eh, I kind of yeah. Calls availability calls have definitely gone out. Yeah. Yeah. I will be very interested to see how all that shapes out because I, I mean, it seems like Darrell has had this resurgence, you know, he was on double agents. He's on this all-star show coming up and apparently he's not, no one is a lock until the cast leaves, but he is strongly very strong possibility. He will be on 37. Wonder what happened he's there. one of the few people that they already have him as a potential cast member. Which is kind of odd, right? And you're not even a lock until you leave. You're, you you got to be a lock showing up with TJ because there's True. like a handful of alternates for right. All Stars, wasn't there? Well, it was yeah, also Jenny apparently got flown to location last season and they didn't use her. That's very surprising. Which is insane. I heard that she like, tested positive for COVID, which is why she was not on Double Agents. I don't know that yeah, for sure, so don't want to get in trouble. But she got to location and through the testing, she was pulled out from what i heard i think with this time frame you have to be you have to be aware of like anything could happen with any of these people i mean with the covid plus just like you know family issues back home we never know why somebody's not on the show um but moving on to this cast now so it's looking looks like we got 22 people it's looking like it's just going to be an individual winner which i thought was odd for this season well because yeah it is not. It is think, no longer a spoiler. They say it in the trailer. There will be one winner. Mm-hmm. Didn't we think that um, there was going to be twenty people? Didn't you say that before we got on Logan? No, no? twenty-two. I okay. believe originally they only planned on having twenty, and then last minute bumped one guy and one girl onto the main cast. Because the thing with twenty-two well people, you have there. Yeah, but the thing with 22 people, you have all these options for what you can do as a format because you really can't do a two-team format with 22 unless if it's a battle of the sexes because – or I guess you could have six men well, and five women on one team and then six men and five women on the other team. But typically you want them known at that, They may have already known at that point that they wanted to do individual though. So at that point, it doesn't really matter for them. It just kind of comes down to it. It's clunky for if you want to do a, a pairs for the first challenge. You can't really do that. Um but besides that, it doesn't matter, don't you think, or no? I mean, well, I, I think it does. It, it, I, I, for me personally, maybe it's just my uh, desire for uniformity. I, I like having it divisible by four. But um, I think, yeah, if it's just an individual winner, though, Yeah, but too, it's only... Go ahead. 
Well, I was just saying, if it's just individual winner, though, too, it seems like these missions are pretty physical. Like, I think a lot of us were anticipating this was kind of going to be Gauntlet Redux, and, like, they're doing some pretty intense stuff. Like, I don't know how... That was that, that was my initial reaction from the trailers, is that it yeah. looks really modern, right? It doesn't... I, I, I was surprised by those two things. The people on the show looked didn't look as old as I thought that they would look, one. And then, two, it looks like a regular season of the show. I mean, I think that's the vibe they're going for. They so so I think there's a little disconnect in the fandom of like what the original quote unquote original Mark Long We Want OG's concept was and what this final product is going to be as Challenge All Stars. So like I think, yeah, what you're alluding to is like there were there's probably a handful of people that the fans really, really want to see, but for a litany of reasons, be it not uh, getting a high enough appearance fee. They're just done with reality TV. They just don't want to jump back into that realm or whatever it may be yeah. to to what All-Stars ends up being. People are like, oh, Jemmy's not an OG. John A's not an OG. It's like, I think between Mark's original message and this final product, there's like a little bit lost in translation to the hardcore fans because you can't create a show you can't create a challenge season with all 50 year old people. That's just not <laughs> in any way, like a realistic expectation. Something that we had talked about was that there are, we, we, we speculated that they may have had a harder time casting for this than they thought they would have. Right. That when That's Mark Long initially point. put feelers out, feelers out, it's, Everyone was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know what I mean? In theory, that could really work out. But then when it push came to shove, um, I think they were able to find a lot less people to come on board. Wait, can I jump in here? Because I actually wrote down some of the names that Mark Long was originally tweeting about to get people hyped for We Want OGs. Tell me if any of these names are on Challenge All-Stars. Landon, Coral, Evelyn, Timmy, Jamie Chung. Eric Nice. These were screenshotted text messages that he posted on his Twitter, being like, "Look, here's who we're gonna get for We Want OGs." It's like, dude, you might have jumped the gun a little early. Like, let's let's actually get these people's name signed on the contract before you're doing this promotional stuff with specific cast members. I feel like Jamie Chung's yeah. appearance was basically the budget have, they had for the show. Yeah, and instead we have uh, John A and Hisella on the cast. Which I'm, I'm okay cool with. I think that. that's fine. I'm, okay. like, I, I, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I just think it's like, well, like there's just there's so many people who run through the main show who like live this season. Doesn't even like a storyline, basically. Like there's going to be some people who are just kind of there to fill out the cast. And that's I also true. think I also give their casting department credence in that I have a hard time seeing them put a significant number of cast members on the show that wouldn't make for good TV. Like I think they're going to put people on the show. Because they have some story to tell or some role to play in it. I don't think they're going to f- just give us a bunch of cardboard box filler people. Yeah. To that and point. What would be an example of that? Anissa. You know, and, and, and I mean well, this seriously. Beth? We've talked We've talked about this many times, is that a lot of these people haven't been on reality TV in a while. So they're going to be rusty from the standpoint of how to do a confessional and explain a challenge and all that stuff. Whereas you have people like Anissa who like, say what you will about her gameplay and how she performs, but she is excellent at confessionals and she's excellent at breaking down the daily stuff of what's going on. So 
you will go ahead and cast some of these people that are still connected to the show because somebody has to help drive the narrative of what's happening. Yeah, to that point, one thing that really stuck out with me when we interviewed Jemmy, video interview available exclusively at patreon.com slash Hedrick Files, uh, she said, because we were asking her like, man, we love Teresa. Like she's not getting as much airtime on double agents as we hoped she would. She's like, well, listen, guys, I adore Anissa. She's an incredible competitor. Like love what she brings to the show, but she is not good in confessionals. Like you need, you, it, it's very difficult and very rare to find someone that hits all the marks. You know, to, to find a Johnny Bananas, a Mark Long, these guys that are great and confessional, create drama in the house and are really good competitors. Those are like the unicorns that they're always seeking out. But some people are just like vastly lacking in one area, but are still incredibly valuable to the show in another aspect. Like name me one interesting confessional or one liner or anything that Jenny ever said in her two seasons. I couldn't tell you a single memorable social element she ever did on her two seasons, but I think she was very important to be there for uh, total madness to like up the level of competition and to, you know, I, I am sort of anti the challenge being America's fifth major sport, but she like pushes the show in that direction for sure. She yeah, had a lot of drama too, right? She was in that whole dynamic between, D with D, true, and it and did get herself. edited out. Yeah. So that's a good point. That's a good point. I think the second half of Total Madness is just right off. Like I just don't think we can take anything away about almost anything. That's also fair. I yes. do think I mean, though. She, I almost think that's worse for them though if she's that good of a competitor because you know she's probably going to be around for a while and you're going to have this person who's a major part of the competitive aspect of the show that's not contributing in anything else. Yeah, going to have to weave her into the narrative somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, people say it about Survivor a lot, but when it comes to the challenge, I think it's kind of true too that good challenge play is often boring, right? Like some of the, like the best challenge competitors, like if you're playing it like the way that you should, often isn't super flashy in in your face. Like CT World and that's too, one of basically the- where he wins the season, and it's like, wait, is CT's on the show. Wait, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing you you keep in mind too of like guys like Landon. Like first of all, Landon couldn't get off work in time for this one from what I heard. So it's not that he wasn't willing. It's just it didn't work out work-wise for him to do this show. He was never a great confession person, like ever. Like he he had a couple moments here or there where he would provide insight of what he was thinking, but he was never really involved in a lot of the politics. Or if he was, he was so in the background of it that the Evans of the world and the Kennys and the Wes's, they're the ones that are up front because they're just in your face with what's going on politically. So like Landon as great of a competitor as he was. And it was awesome to see him compete in challenges. I mean, he contributed next to nothing when it came to help telling the story of what was happening. Is Landon's most memorable reality TV moment when he was wasted on his railroad season and like flashing a knife to everyone. That might be it. I do that, remember like that. Wrestling oh. Derek, maybe that's probably up there. Yeah, too. wrestling Derek on Inferno Two, and he true. got head shaved. Like that was also yeah. like his similar moment on Inferno Two. Yeah, the other thing so too gonna, is so, I f- I feel like they have to kind of stray from what Mark Long wanted because he's on the cast. Like he can't be that involved in the production process, right? If he's so what do you on the cast. what do you think the what do you think the biggest difference is between what they ended up coming up with and 
what his idea was initially. So do you really think it's just the difference in the people that are on the cast? Or do you think there's some other fundamental difference about no. where the two I think there's diverge? a huge difference here. There's a lot. I think there's a huge difference. The way that Mark was pitching it is all OGs like go way back in the way back machine in terms of OGs. Um, and then he even said maybe a few current cast members because you need recognizable faces like bananas or Wes or CT or whomever. But he was really proposing doing something along the lines of Inferno two type challenges, go back to the, when the challenge was fun and go back to, you know, this kind of stuff. Not that the challenge isn't fun now, in my opinion, but it's way more serious because there's way more money on the line. So people really get after it now. Whereas back then it was kind of a paid free vacation on TV. Come have some fun, hang out with your friends, free alcohol, go wander around Mexico on your day off. There was a lot of freedom. Do a few to it. carnival games. Exactly. And then Something. you go. And that was the way he pitched it. Well, it has very much shifted to, we have a kind of a, we don't really know the full format yet. I'm assuming it's probably a duelish type format because it's going to be single. There's a single winner. So there's going to be some kind of a, we're not looking at pairs here. We're not probably looking at a full team challenge either. So, it's really looking like a normal season of the challenge. It just happens to have some of the old favorites on it. It does actually look like there's an interesting balance between old and new school. So in terms of the format, I think it it looks like there are some team challenges. So there's like some really extreme ones where they're like walking these planks or whatever, jumping from thing to thing on top of that semi truck. But then also, and this is the only only request I had for challenge all stars is just give me these people in tiny bathing suits, melting a block of ice. And it looks like we're going to get it. I could we're not be more excited when I back. saw them yeah. rubbing John a across a block of ice. That is gold. It's that's what I was going to say too. So they may be giving us, we don't really know what percentage of the challenges are janky carnival games, right? Because they could just be giving us these more high production ones as trailer shots, right? We know that they love to do that. Mm -hmm. So it could be that they're just giving all of that to us now. Um, so they're going to, they're going to air these on Thursdays. Is that the plan? Like, are they going to release it? As specific that's something time? I've really been work? trying to dig into. Cause I've talking from people at work, like they were, were curious if we were going to be able to do a fantasy game for this season. And I just don't know what the release schedule is going to be. I would assume it's because they're releasing one a week. One a week? That's yeah, what I would assume. Sorry. According to Scott Yeager, I think he tweeted out Thursdays at 3 a.m. is when they're going to drop. So it's so it's similar to like how they've been dropping The Mandalorian on sure. Disney Plus at kind of like an ungodly hour. If you want to stay up till the end of the night, you can watch it or you can just watch it anytime Thursday. Yeah. Because they've been doing the same thing with the real world homecoming show. That I mean, they drop in an episode a week, and you're when you wake up on whenever morning it is, it's there. So it'll be the same thing for this show. Are you guys caught up on that? Did you watch some the most recent episode? I, I have not watched the most recent one yet. All I have to say is, Becky, you ignorant fucking idiot. She's she's <laughs> fucking up, man. She's the worst. She's shown zero growth in thirty years. I I, I heard not. I saw some tweets about that. that. That was the only thing I've seen from so far. Uh, third episode dropped. I think only six. They're only doing six. Yeah, okay. they only filmed for like six or seven days, so I can't imagine there's much really? more content. Oh wow! How long did the show used to be though? It didn't used to be that long. Right? Oh, it was like six months, and it was like twenty thirty minute episodes. Was like the first seasons. But I believe there's only nine episodes of the original. Uh, I'm gonna go 
check it on Paramount. Yeah, Plus please check that. I I do know that when they got into like Los Angeles the next year, the season two with Puck, it was like twenty was episodes, and he was only on like the first half. Uh, I so San doing... Francisco, whichever one. Okay, original real world. It looks like it's ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 13. 13. That, 13, that was all. Uh, okay, but though, right? a, yeah, they're only twenty-two minutes. I do have a fun fact about that uh, puck season of the real world, and so if if either of you three plan on coming to our trivia tonight, just please act like I didn't actually give you this answer. But one of the fir- uh, the first time you ever see Mark Long on MTV, mm-hmm. he is brought into that real world house as a potential replacement yeah. for Puck. I had no idea mm-hmm. that's that was his first appearance. I assumed really? it was just on on Road Rules. Yeah. Well, what happened that's is pretty he, wild. Did, he was cast MTV for had their that. eye on him for that long. And there's actually a pilot of Road Rules that was only one episode, and the only two people that made it out of that pilot episode were Mark and Kit, and they recast everybody else before they actually went and filmed the first season of Road Rules. So there was a lot of. They're, they had their eye on Mark for a long time and they realized he would be better at road rules. So they kind of manipulated it so that he was not going to be that roommate on that show. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, they, they knew really those other the five castmates. So just no. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, Mark Long was initially proposing there wouldn't be people eliminated from the show. Like it was really more of almost really? like a. Yeah. If you go back and look through some of the older stuff, he was thinking that they might even not eliminate people, which. I just do not yeah, think he it, pitched, it was yeah, yeah he was pitching it should be now. like a big brother type thing where you know people stick around a lot. Can you imagine like twenty four people and not eliminating anybody? Like we would just have them sitting around for no, I feel like it, it removes so much drama. Like even though they're there to for a reunion for the challenge all stars, like you still have to have drama and you still have to have it can't all just be happy go lucky and everybody's happy drinking and doing a challenge. Like you've got to have some something going on here. It's just the real world at that point. They pretty much, and, and then someone like it's quadruple money. the people. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, if we don't get Tech and Ruthie jumping into the pool naked the first five minutes of the first episode, <laughs> what are we doing here? What is the point of all I this, Mark? That has to be in their contract. Well, yeah, say. that that and Nehemiah and Beth hooking back up again, right? Those are the two things we're really looking uh, out for. I don't know. Well, from like the trailer, Nehemiah we saw Nehemiah and Jimmy hanging out. So. Cuddling up with someone yeah. else, yeah. Well, that's that. Can you imagine that love triangle? How that's going to play out? Well, Beth's Beth married. Like you know 50 Beth and has kids. Come on. Come yeah. On. <laughs> it's a different time. Is she married? I, she I definitely so. has kids that are like teenagers. Yeah. That's just yeah I don't know. Wild, specifically, though. I would assume maybe not. But is that what Challenge yeah. All Stars Two is going to be? It's going to be like that season of Amazing Race where they had like parents, but their three kids are showing up doing the race. Oh, oh that man. is the worst! That is the like worst blo- season of that bloodlines. But you can only so bring bad. your kid. Yeah, exactly, oh, that's so a twist. Bad. <laughs> Who are you guys most excited to see? Like of of the long layoffs uh, and like maybe uh, the one and done people. Who are you most excited to see? Because hmm. I think there's a very universal answer amongst the Twitter diehards. And that's got to be wow. Kendall. People adore Kendall. Uh, I'd probably say I Mark think Long. mine, Mark Long I would or, say Beth. Yeah, I'd say Mark Long. Beth. I think Beth is probably Beth, yeah. like 
the chalk answer. I would say Beth is like the chalk amongst like the older demographic. I feel like that's the chalk answer is Beth. Um, I really, I really do like Cyrus, so I just think he'll be a lot of fun when he comes. Yeah, out. yeah. And, and Rob, as the youngest one here, you clearly represent the older demographic. <laughs> clearly, yes. <laughs> He's up here with the old curmudgeon, the guy, <laughs> the thirty-seven-year-old up here. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, in, I, in between- I Beth just brings no matter whenever Beth is on the show, you know Beth is on the show. Like there is no mystery <laughs> who who is involved in stuff, and so. I, she just breeds conflict and it makes the show that much more entertaining when she's a part of it. So I feel like her being there. And I also feel like Trishel being there really brings home that the, 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 the potential for conflict because Trishel was always a lightning rod too, not to the extent Beth was, but people either really loved Trishel or they really didn't like Trishel at all. So to me, those two are huge guests for this cast. Because what are the seasons Trishel is on? She's on uh, the, the Gauntlet. Gauntlet. And then what's the next season that she's on after that? Battle of the um, Seasons and Rivals 2 were her last ones, right? And, yeah. and her, so her, last image, her lasting image is an elbow from Anissa to the face as she walks out of the house, basically. That's so if she's, I don't remember it. exactly what happened with her on Battle of the Seasons, but if she was in a decent amount of drama on Battle of the Seasons. She has drama pretty she much was. surrounding her every season then because there was a, a yes. there was a decent amount that happened with her in the first gauntlet. Um, yeah, remember, because she, she was dating so the Miz as, that season. And so there was a lot of controversy yeah. about Miz wanting to keep her on the team when Coral and a bunch of the other people were like, she's terrible, yeah. let's send her in. <laughs> Is that the season um, where she tells the story that she was like biking down a mountain yeah. and flipped over and like yes. split her her helmet in half and it, and she like still you know two she had black two, eyes uh, two black eyes and blood streaming yeah. out her nose is that that same season that's it that's the yeah. season very injury yeah, prone that's wild um so the person that everyone is least excited to see is pretty much uniform right i don't think there's is there any yeah i don't think we that? need to mention <laughs> i don't think we, think I think we, we need, need to, to mention who are we talking about is it john a no. no, I think it's Big Easy. I was going to say Big Easy. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he's so low on my radar that it doesn't even... No <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> yeah, You know, the I one know. person... I'm okay with John A. I, I think, I, I think fine. she's fine. I don't... Yeah. I like, think she's I good think... TV. She's literally been on reality TV since she's 12. So yeah. that says something. She knows how this goes. The one person that, like, I'm cautious about right now is Alton. Because if we get Alton of Battle of the Seasons, yeah. If we get an older version of Alton from Gauntlet Two, we're in for something cool. But I have a feeling we're going to get more. I don't know. It's going to be as bad as Battle of the Seasons because his his demeanor from that season was just the negativity of that house. That house might be the most negative challenge house in history. Like just awful, awful negativity on that season. Um, but like I just. Uh, I, I have a sore taste in my mouth because people I, I feel like he's overrated and I've made this argument before, you know, he had one great season and that's it. Okay. Everything else. It's like, well, Inferno three, he wasn't that impressive. He definitely wasn't impressive in battle of the season. So what are we talking about here? I'm actually with you. I think he's fairly overrated. I think he's a really good competitor, but completely lacking in social and political game. 
And another piece of trivia we're going to have for tonight. Do you guys remember the last time we saw Alton who eliminated him? Well, it was on uh, Universal Studios Challenge, right? He, uh, well, no, okay. No, I'm talking. Right, it was Battle show. of the Seasons. Uh, was it Rob or Derek? It was or Rob somebody? and Marie, Rob right? St. Rob Thomas? and Marie. Marie Rhoda is the one who has most recently eliminated all-time great Alton Williams. That well, he threw just, it. So what a plaque. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. He threw but it. It's still pretty. That's wild why Nani and Trishel were arguing is because right, Dustin right. said Trishel should be going in. And they all knew Alton was going to throw it. So whoever went in was going home. Listen, I, I, I think it was Marie. Zach shows up as a mercenary. It's slight to Marie, but no, probably not the but, same level hey, you of competitor. I am one of those people. I don't care if they threw it. I don't care. Whatever. A win is a win is a win. A win is a win is a win. So if you can claim you beat Alton, go for it. I mean, just put it up there. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. Hey, Marie, like Marie has wins over that... Alton and Car Maria. <laughs> what did she be? Forget about Oh, she beat Car in the season. season. Yeah, yeah not an elimination, but in a challenge. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think he'll be fine. I just think, unless if Zach shows up as a mercenary or something, I think he'll be fine. I just think that was just the demeanor of the house. And this is going to be a cast he's so much more familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be interesting. For me, the most interesting part is actually just once we start getting the votes and people getting voted in, how the dynamics play out from that. Like, So everybody's still going to be rosy or are people going to feel a little backstabbed because – there's going to be a lot of overlapping alliances here that just aren't going to be able to last through the whole thing. Uh, I have a quick question for you guys. Who is the biggest anti-goat in challenge history? Because one of them is on this cast. Of course, the 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 one that – I forget which one of you guys is always defending him. But Danny Jameson, obviously the worst challenger in the history of the show. But I don't Ace, think – any of us I defend, defend him guy. a little bit. I defend him a little think, bit because I find him entertaining. What is the redeeming quality with Danny on the challenge? He's so clueless. It's hilarious. Like he's just so clueless. It's so hilarious. <laughs> well, he's entertaining the fact that, for sure. I remember what was it? Inferno three when they were debating. He's like, yeah, I'll go in there with Alton. I can beat Alton. And everybody just kind of looks at him like, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> the better one is when he's talking like, about fresh meat too. He, he's talking to Wes and Evelyn and it's like, yeah, I don't think if Landon's the fourth team in a final, I think we'll be fine. I can take Landon in a final. So, and Wes and Evelyn right, look right. at him like he just lost his mind. <laughs> uh, so the most me, delusional and, to say ever, like he's it. the worst challenger of all time you have to encompass the entertainment factor with his performance. Like if you just want to go strictly by performance, yes, he is probably one of the worst men to ever like, do the show. But in terms but of you're his boring, entertainment value, it's high for me. But if you're boring and bad, you're not on the show for more than a season or two. Yeah, See, that's Trace, bad. I do agree with that, but I think you're also missing another piece of the pie and that's expectations. Uh-oh. Like both that's he okay. and and the audience expected him to kind of be a beast going into his challenge career and like he was never not. lived up to any of it whatsoever. Did he okay, so I bring he that never up to say anything? I don't think he won an elimination even. No, he lost but, everything I don't think he ever did as an individual. I bring that up to say yeah. Ace. Like, how do we feel about Ace coming back? I'm I think cool he's with fun. It. I, I don't I'm think fine. he's very good. Yeah. Somebody has to go home first after I, Big I Easy. I think we're all you know? <laughs> Just be. I, I love Ace. Like okay. Entertainment. I I legit love watching Ace I on think, my television. But part of the tradition is, is he does something dumb and goes home. Fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is a tried and true tradition. I look forward to it, actually. I mean, uh, my number one hope is the first mission is a valet parking mission, and then Ace and Cyrus end up on opposite teams, and we can have a showdown <laughs> to see who's actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, that'll be good. Hey, you know what? This is a this is a point of conversation. Um, to me, the most surprising thing about this season is that it was actually filmed in Argentina. That shocked me just because I know the level of steps it took for them to film double agents in Iceland. The fact that they were able to do this season in South America with all the restrictions and quarantines and stuff. The fact that they pulled that off to me is a big tip of the cap to all those people that were involved in that. Cause that's a big deal. True. Yeah. They were initially uh, quarantining in Texas. So I think a lot of people definitely thought that that's where it was going to film. I was and one then of them. all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden the rumors are coming out that's like, oh, actually, uh, what yeah. is it, 25, 26 with all the alternates are like down in Argentina. So that was a big surprise. So mm-hmm. it's that's why I'm like, okay, first of all, I have to say, you know, I, every platform I'm going on here, I have to be like, I'm owning it. I did not think the show was going to fucking happen. I laughed at it. I pointed same, at it and said, same. Mark, this is not going <laughs> to happen. Only one. And uh, so I, I have to give a major tip of the cap to everyone involved that this is actually fucking happening in eight days, 10 days, whatever it is. So yeah. that is impressive. And the fact that they are doing this like hybrid style season of old school people, mostly with some new school and then like an old school vibe, but with still the budget, at least if nothing else of a new school season, I think it's really fucking cool. Mm hmm. And people I, are far, I, far more hyped for this online than anything happening. Oh yeah, that, that was all my Twitter feed was. Instead of instead of talking about like the actual show, like you wouldn't even thought that happened this week. It was just the yeah. yeah. I I think that this has a lot going for it. Number one, it's the highest profile show with some umph behind it on Paramount Plus so far, and the rebrand of CBS All Access, I think it was called. You know, I had it for a while, of course, um, but it just didn't have that much of an appeal to the, the mod, like just the average everyday person. And now that they've really rebranded it and gotten away, because when people think CBS, they think CSI, like no offense to people who love CSI. I, I I love Tom Selleck and his mustache on blue bloods. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) I think CBS, I think 45 and up, I hear Paramount plus I hear a giant library. So the fact that this is the show that is their first thing coming out of the gate shows you how much faith they have in this product. And the fact that they've gone over 2 million views on a trailer tells you that there's buzz behind it. So I think from what the way they're talking in a second season has already been green lit. So we're probably getting more. Really? Really? That's that was going to be that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, like, what do you think the odds are that they do another one of these? I think high. I, I think. The the names really? I mentioned, Landon Coral. I don't think that I don't think that caliber of challenger is coming back. But I think this is gonna spark something inside a lot of these people that like were fringe or were thinking about it and said no initially or like, oh, actually, it's only two weeks and you get to travel and there's a massive prize on the line. That's like very appealing to a lot of well, people who haven't been on reality TV in ten plus years. <laughs> I think it just makes it easier for them to produce more challenge content, right? Because it's in a shorter amount of time. I don't know. Maybe it makes it more difficult, but I, I think that's just what they're trying to do is just produce more content around the show that they can, just because it's at this point, a desirable product. Well, they, they said Johnny well, now as is much as more interested in this all-star season than they would be going back on the regular show. 
I just saw a rumor that 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 was circling around. But probably because one, it's shorter production time. It's also probably an easier yeah. win for him yeah. going back. On well, the he's got he's got real work now. I mean, say what you will about Johnny yeah. Bananas, I would not be shocked if the Total Madness win was his last official challenge because he's doing Prime Sports every week. So he's on Prime Video every week doing live sports stuff. He's got uh, the NBC his first, first look, look still show. a thing. Yeah, he just the new episodes are still dropping of that. And I saw him traveling for that again recently. Um, He's also doing the NBC sleepover thing where he's doing um, interviews with celebrities. I mean, he was on the worst cooks in America. Like he's kind of spun himself into having a full career outside the challenge. So saying to him, "Okay, you're going to go film another season and it's going to be 12 weeks. Like he'll either be one of those guys that shows up and purposely tries to go home soon to keep his brand alive, or it's easier for him to go do the challenge all-stars and they can, he can go that for two weeks and then he can get back to work. I mean, I don't think that's a realm that to be forgotten about. Is this going to like, like, is this just like thir- season 36.5 at this point then? What are we looking at this in terms of historical? Record? This is a spinoff. A good question. It's completely separate. So you don't consider whoever wins this, you don't consider them a true challenge champion. I, I consider no. them a champion of the spinoff. It's like I don't count champs versus stars. Okay, I see. I think this is easily a large step above champs versus stars. Agreed. I agree with, but you. I think it's still a step below versus the regular show. <laughs> like it's definitely a, a, a rung above kind of whatever they did for, in champs versus stars or the spring break stuff. I think it's definitely different. I, I think. Okay, I I swear this is going to be my last time I reference trivia, but this is just like too perfect of a question. So this is like one of our final questions for later tonight. Okay, it's a long one, so stick with me. Ace, Anissa, Arissa, Beth, Jemmy, Eric, John A, Letarian, Hisela, Kellyanne, Tech, Ruthie, Trishel. What do they all have in common? Real world there? Uh, no. Um, uh, I have one of That's like that's that they actually might all- also be true. But that's not the uh, except for, for easy. Except for Big Easy, they're all that's a good, we're yeah. only on real world or road rules. Okay, that's we don't have that, any I'm glad that, other than Big Easy. I'm glad we're workshopping this right now because I know somebody's going to call me out for that. No, the answer is that none of them are challenge champions. Okay, now can you name of that group who has never even participated in a final? I was shocked by Arian. a couple names on this. Well, Ace Arian has name the people again. Ace, Anissa, Arissa, Beth. Beth, Beth, Beth never been on a final. That shocked me. Jenny, I don't think that shocked me at all. No, he, she'd never, she's never even sniffed it. She's uh, like, she how many was times one has episode away it, on like, the duel. The, that's right. That, that's the one she time that she one made it away. past the first half. It's the, the first time that she made it past like the first half of the season though, right? I feel like well, every Gala other season, she, like, Gala she gets decently far. And she just refuses to participate in the elimination against Denise. Uh, right, right. So the answer, is, the answer is Beth, John A, Letarian, Hisella, and Tech. Never even been to a final. So she makes it one episode from the final in the duel? I don't remember her. No, she doesn't, Trace. That's, yeah, she um, lost that's to uh, Svetlana when she broke the carabiner no, like right. CT did. That's an. Yeah, oh, I Anissa, know, but that was sorry. like midway through. Anissa's the one who gets to Well, she, she loses that weight. She's out in episode eight. So she loses to Svetlana, but then it lasts a lot longer. It's Anissa okay, versus Svetlana. Okay, then I was Svetlana wrong. It's not the last one, one then. The I knew she got far. Okay. Well, she that gets the first one. She's, 
She's about Probably. halfway in the duel. And then in what did we say? Gauntlet uh, three, she makes it halfway because it's only like five. It's only like four episodes out of the nine. Gauntlet two, she makes it to episode. Where is she? Who? Which team is she on? Oh, she makes it to episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So she makes it pretty. Yeah, because she's the captain at one point. Remember. The, the worst the the thing for her that always killed her is she was always on team seasons, and you don't want to run a final with Beth, but you don't want True. to see Beth in elimination. Yeah. So if she was in a more individual one, she was probably around a little longer. She's pretty much the same type of competitor that Anissa is, almost, where she's very I, good. I think she's more extreme than Anissa. Sure. I'd have to think about it, but I, I think she's on that same spectrum um, where she's good, good, good at eliminations, but you wouldn't necessarily want her for a final. Much uh, much more like in the house, too, with Anissa rather than Beth. Is also Beth true. disliked? That seems like that's like an under-the-radar thing that's never really been explored. It depends on who it was. Like, she was on seasons with, like, the Mean Girls, and they definitely did not like Beth. Then you would have really, people right? like... But then you had people like Wes, Nehemiah, stuff like that, that were friends with Beth. And even people like Mark Long would say, like, I don't like he and Beth were friends off the show. So there were definitely people that Beth were friends with. But the longer she stayed on the show and the more new cast members came along, that disappeared. But then you also had people like Timmy calling her Osama Beth Laden in the first episode of Battle of the Season. So Jesus, you just it. She she I had her friends and she had a lot Beth of Beth and Cyrus like best friends. Yeah, they are. That's, they they I hang think out all the okay time together. Yeah, they're really good friends. So I think she'll actually be. I think looking at this cast, it's not like there's Kena around, unfortunately. So I think she'll actually be okay. Yeah, sad, sad Man, times. What happened to her? That's that's a name. She is younger than Cara Maria. Kina? Just that, yeah. You say Kina or Tina? Crazy. Kina. Kina. K-N-A. K-N-A. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. a K. Which is just so it's it's one of those like where you hear like somebody from modern history is the same age as somebody, you know, who's famous in like the sixties. It's hard for you to like wrap your mind around that that Kina, who was on the show when she was nineteen, is younger than someone, you know, who Came on the show later, but did so many of the seasons that she feels like she's more a part of modern history. Well, because it's the crazy thing about Carl and Johnny is they came on late. This is a good one that I heard the other day, Rob. So how many older is Rob Gronkowski than Travis Kelsey? They're like the same age. I think Kelsey's a year older, so it's a trick question. No, Kelsey's not crazy, right? I think I'm pretty sure Gronk's older. Are you sure? Are you sure? People complained about you looking up too much stuff during our shows, but I think uh, that might be it. correct though, because <laughs> didn't didn't Kelsey have like a crazy journey to the NFL? Didn't he have to do like two or three stops in college before he got drafted? He was in the same draft as like Zach Ertz and Jordan Reed. He was in this crazy stack tight end draft. Um and he didn't really like break out until really like twenty sixteen, which is like first really good year in the league. Whatever um, happened to his reality show? Wasn't he doing like a Bachelor? Oh yeah, he had like a show? Bachelor spinoff type show. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah, I well, that it was more like Flavor of Love than anything really. <laughs> okay, true, true. Uh, there was actually a point I wanted to loop back to Trace. You're talking about uh, Paramount Plus and their branding and the shift from CBS All Access to what this like new kind of still undefined brand of Paramount Plus is going to be. But I think it's really, really cool that they're leaning incredibly hard into the reality TV thing. Because, you know, obviously everyone knows the challenge, amazing race, big brother, that kind of stuff. But then, so I'm looking at their like uh, their library of reality TV. 
it is like so extensive. You got RuPaul. Okay, say what you will about these like second, three, third, fourth, fifth tier shows, but you Labor know, the, of Love, this, man, I'm all in. Yeah, that's. I don't even think that's on here. They don't have all the old VH1 shows, so they're still bringing. It stuff will be in. eventually because they they are bringing VH1 on board because we're getting all the behind the music at some point too. Oh, that's good info. I like that. But you know, so you've got the like Teen Mom shows. You've got Tough as Nails. You've got Next. You've got Made Party Down South. Unplugged. Love and Hip Hop. Love Island. So many of these. This like incredible catalog, back catalog of reality TV shows, and then also leaning in and doing the Real World Homecoming and Challenge All Stars. So I think it's really cool because so many of these streaming platforms want to be four quadrant. Uh, platforms where you know the, they hit the four quadrants of the demographics, and this they're like you know what we're not going to compete with the prestige of HBO. We're not going to be able to compete with with Netflix and their insane catalog of everything. So like let's just really go all in. Of course they have you know Nickelodeon and, and, and like the more kid friendly stuff, but I just think it's so fucking cool that we can finally be like Paramount Plus is our reality TV realm. The fact that Road Rules is coming back on this is just, uh, again, it's just showing the strength of some of these brands that are out there. I mean, if you, I, I'm not surprised about the Challenge All Stars happening. I am beyond shocked that Road Rules is happening. Like shocked when I when I saw that announcement, I about fell on the floor because I loved Road Rules. I mean, I was not a real world fan. I would watch it, but Road Rules was my jam, and I've seen all of those seasons. But it's been gosh, probably 15 years since I've been able to see a season other than Northern Trail because I just, they weren't, they're just not around. You cannot find them. Oh, wait, I take that back. Seasons one and two were on like MTV Classic a while back. And so I watched the Tim, the Timmy Beggy season. That was really good. But regardless, yeah, would, I'm with you. What would you say is the best Road Rules season? Because I'm definitely not super well versed. I think my oh. strongest Road Rules memory is the fight that Abram gets in with mm-hmm. his castmate in that like dance studio. There's a couple, I wouldn't say that there is one that stands out above them all. I would say that there are weaker seasons. Like I would say that um, the Latin America season is just kind of weak because not because of the cast, but just, it was most of, I felt like they devoted four episodes to them being flat broke. And so it just wasn't okay, interesting. Okay. Um, but any, any memorable Steve, challengers from that one? Uh, Holly from um, Holly Shand, I think was her name. Curly hair okay, okay. showed up on Inferno one. I think um, she was good. She was from that one. I can't remember anybody else. Los was on that one. I think he was good. Uh, the quest was a good one, but that's when the format started changing was for the quest and it started getting a theme like maximum velocity and all that kind of stuff. So an extreme um, and yeah. Yeah. And so like it was everything pre the quest is like traditional. Everything after that is like got a spin on it. And then the final season doesn't even really resemble road rules because they vote people out and they've got a pit crew and it was live. It was kind of strange. So um it's one of those things where I think it's one of those hidden gems for the people that have never seen it. They will go back and watch it and be like, man, that looks like fun. Tell me that I'm in my twenties and I'm going to get paid by MTV to go on a road trip. Like that's cool. So we have lost our other. other... Yeah. It's just you. I think we're just having a chat. 
My other most distinct Road Rules memory is when Derek Kaczynski crashes the bus into that tree that's like hanging over the freeway. That was pretty epic. That, that one's pretty good. Um, I would even say the Australia season's really good because that, that gave you Piggy and Chadwick. Um, there's just a lot of memorable people from like that, that semester at sea. Even Campus Crawl was great. Campus Crawl gave us Shane and Darrell and Kendall and Campus Rachel. Crawl is the, the most legendary cast. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. well, I and think for the challenge, absolutely. For six, the challenge. Yeah, that six is of seven great. of them went on to Work do the on challenge the and be like incredibly memorable characters. Mm-hmm. So for people that have never seen Campus Crawl, it's like, man, that's going to be a real treat for some people one day when hopefully they all come show up. So. Anyways, okay. Am I back? I think my mic and microphone earbuds died for a while there. We're, we're just oh, you're still here. Messing. We hear you. Okay, cool. We still hear you. Is Devin okay. like got his fax machine running back there or what? <laughs> well, yeah. What, what happened? And we're just all over the place. We, we, we better. We are. This. I think this is probably a good place to just kind of. We're we've kind of hit it. So um, where do you go? I guess I will close this out. Uh, well, here comes Devin. We'll let him close this out. He's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. Like, is there any, like, I mean, it's coming out next Thursday. That's the day. April 1st. Uh, Thursday after next Thursday, right? It's not an April Fool's joke. It's legitimately coming out <laughs> April 1st. Let's not. We don't know that This yet. isn't some this cruel trick. Right, this is not a cruel trick. Oh, my God. Oh. It would be the dirtiest trick in history if it was possible. Okay, I have a I have a closing question for you guys. Who do you think is the most obscure cast member that they put on this? Yes. Because I think yeah, there's yes, there's tech, there's I mean Hisela did a couple of seasons, but I don't think was ever that memorable on the challenge. What about Arissa? Arissa, Arissa she's, she's one and done on the challenge. Right? Us, right? But you have to remember she, she was had, on a so, super uh, she's popular real world us. season. Yes, she is. She's really memorable for us, but I don't know how memorable she is for other people. I think it's probably yes, you right? Because I think Rodos for one, Rodos for one, I think is already like an immediate down look in from Real World in terms of visibility overall. I would say because Real World just mm-hmm. more popular show, and then also like he's just on one season of the challenge, so. and he was there for one episode. That's it. Yeah, like he I think it has one to and done, nice. legitimately one and done on the show. Great I do want to. I, I do want to interview him though. He lives here in the Bay Area. I think he lives in Oakland and has like an architecture firm in the Bay Area. So he's he's a, a character good, I'd be interested yeah. in, in chatting with. For sure, Devin. What were yeah, you alluding to? I think we talked about this last time I was here, but I can't Arista. exactly remember. Yeah. The in Sexes Two, it's like one of the. It's easily one of the top ten funniest moments in the show's history, where they're on. They're doing, they do this like mission where they're on a racetrack where they drive a semi around a racetrack and they go through an obstacle course on top of the semi. And the first part is this balance beam that they have to cross. And Arissa takes two steps on it, falls off and just like freaks out. And in and of itself, there's nothing really funny about it, but the way that she does it, is just like comical. And all, when we were going through Sexes 2 and did our recap of Sexes 2, all of us came to, I think that was the last episode of Sexes 2 that we did for the podcast. Yeah. We all came to it and just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Because like she the has way a that super she oversized steps, helmet the way that too, she falls and then, and then the, the wailing that she finishes it. Oh. 
Go ahead, Rob. But the Vesper Sorry, 2, so she quiet. finishes it, and then Coral just is like, you could have done better, Arissa. As Arissa was like plastered out on the floor after having taken like two hours to complete the thing everybody else did in five minutes. Oh, man. I will say this. I'm glad that uh, a story I don't know the, the backstory on is less gruesome than when you guys blindsided me with your Australia Survivor take last time i was <laughs> recording with you guys oh yeah with the yeah. uh with those was a bulgarian survivor we always forget oh yeah what, what, whatever it was yeah that's uh probably the biggest train wreck in the history of reality television <laughs> oh when the guy dies yeah and then the host quits because so, he's like screw this <laughs> jeez so i didn't want to i didn't want to tell you guys this at the time because i didn't want you to get your hopes up I went on a couple dates with this girl who spoke five languages and one of them happened to be Bulgarian, I think. <laughs> and I got really excited that Survivor. <laughs> I got really excited that we could finally get to the bottom of that, but I haven't really been hanging out with her lately. You haven't so. broached oh, the subject. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so before we, we close could, out. we're still probably not gonna be able to make it happen. Yeah, so before we close out, we 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 talk about all kinds of reality TV because we go off topic a lot, it seems like, on our show. Um, I found an article about one of the most obscure reality shows I'd never heard about. So Rob brought my attention to, like, what was it, Kids City, whatever it was? Kid where they Nation. like put the yes, kids Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Friggin' awesome train wreck, okay? This one had me even more intrigued. It was a British reality show called Space Cadets. And they tricked... 10 smart people into thinking they were going to be space tourists and they tricked them said they were in Russia when in reality they put them up in a plane and blacked out the windows and flew around for four hours landed back in the UK and had them training for space and then they simulated for the two or three people that actually won the trip into space they simulated a shuttle launch and all this stuff only to open the door and it's a studio. I mean, like, so, I was I just went, like... I went to space camp, so I know what that's like. <laughs> oh, so if you went to space camp in wow. Huntsville, Alabama, maybe, you, you, I'm very familiar. <laughs> what, uh, so, yeah, like, this just, like, just crazy things. Like, when we talk about reality TV, wow, it's like, I, I there's, like, always these layers to crazier and crazier things have happened on TV than the Challenge All-Stars. So it's like a real-life Truman Show? Basically? Somebody greenlit space cadets. <laughs> How did you hear about it? Some random article popped up about like craziest reality shows. And then I Googled about it and there was like a daily mail article about it. That was really just insane. And like, it was like an oral history of space cadets. I was like, I was real. Man, like, they got me good on that article. They made that. their five cents off of me. I didn't realize they were like allowed um, to do that. Cause they were lying to the contestants, right? Say that yeah. again, Rob. I didn't realize they were allowed to do that. Do what? I think the lines are very blurred and what you're like, how much information you're legally required to disclose to your contestants. And the studios are always definitely pushing that line. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, think about, it. they also had Joe millionaire where, you know, all these women, I was just going to mention that. I mean, they were competing to marry a millionaire and it turns out the dude was flat broke, but then they all wound up getting a million dollars anyway. Cause they, their love was true. Only then they broke up. They got a million dollars. So good for them. Man. What's the hit rate on those couples ever staying together from like flavor of love Next or to zero. Zero. Oh, the, zero. The bachelor, he- the, sh- the show that brands themselves as that's the only thing that matters. I think only like maybe 50 ish percent of 
the people that win the bachelorette actually stay together. The, the, the bachelor seasons never, I don't think there's a single, like, maybe yeah, like, like one or two from early, early seasons. None of them ever stay together. With, with those shows, it's like with flavor of love. I feel like they don't even get like a second date. Like they, they're not even like t- together at all after the show ends usually. Well, because the big Probably money not. comes in season two. That's when yeah, exactly. you can't That's have you them, get... them lingering with them still. You got to get that paycheck, man. man. It's right up there. Because also think Are about there's there's been some even worse than that. The Swan. Do you remember that one where they were giving people plastic surgery and having a beauty contest as they yeah. went on? I mean, like that was on network yeah. TV, too. That was nasty shit, man. Like just brutal. I mean, just no, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Right. So we uh, definitely probably got to get out of here right now for you, right? Yeah, let's do it, Logan. Why don't you plug yeah, your need stuff to get and we'll get out? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Love chat with you guys. You guys always bring. Uh, uh, I think you guys serve like an incredibly important purpose in in the challenge community, especially when you guys were like going back and pretty much I think the only podcast like systematically going through and, and reviewing all the old seasons. So love listening to you guys through all of that. Um, we just launched our Patreon a month or two ago. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff over there. We've got uh, live Zoom trivia events. We've got cast member interviews. We're playing Among Us every couple Fridays. So that's really fun. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Hedrickfiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Hedrickfiles. We're always blasting crazy tweets over there. So appreciate you guys having me on. Love chatting with you guys. It's always super fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, glad to have you too. Um what else? Hopefully everyone will be able to watch a video episode of this on YouTube. The one for last week went out, but it went a little bit out a little bit after after the uh, the podcast version went out on YouTube. So there is a video version of last week's episode. It just came out a little bit later. This one, Zencaster is kind of sucking today. So the audio is kind of a little bit delayed going for us back and forth. So, I mean, hopefully this one gets up there too. It um, should be. Yeah. Uh, that's I've heard it. some nightmares about well, Zencaster. It's dude, gotten better. I feel like there's yeah, more nightmares about us than anything. I don't know. Like we've had we've had some good experiences and some really bad experiences. And then I actually I, I messaged Robin Trace about this. I actually have a job interview with them tomorrow. Um, oh, so, so let's not talk too much shit. <laughs> I don't really care to be honest. Uh, yeah. But uh, they might. I don't know. It's like in theory it works good because when it works, it really works well. So if you like the audio for our video um, that went out last week, Rod's audio was like terrible. Like when it was just us talking like this, but when it actually gets published because it records all the uh, audio files locally, it turns out really good. So, I mean, I, parts of their product are really good. I think they just need to polish it out um, a little bit, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of delays. Uh, yeah. So like, even though we're recording, like we see each other at like 480 at best, but when it when it actually gets published, it's like whatever the resolution of your camera is actually what we see. So like mm, nice. when we're doing this live, it sometimes looks bad. Like Devin's been super out of sync. But when we get to the real thing, like it'll look great. So, you know, nice. it, it has its pluses and minuses. We had one episode that was a complete disaster where somebody lost connection and it like Shot screwed everything up. Like I, I literally spent hours trying to recover that video and we got the audio somehow like just pure blind luck. We got the audio out of it. You never know what adventure you're going to start once you start podcasting, boys. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to stop. So Devin, take us in. All right. With that, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll probably be back on Wednesday night, Thursday morning uh, for episode 15 recap of 
double agents. And with that, talk to you then. See you. Bye.